Welcome to the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast, hosted on grokshare.com and streamed on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You're listening to episode number 63, featuring Randy Dorman, Tucson's 2019 mayoral candidate. The topic is Randy for Mayor. Let's learn more about Randy. Well, hello, and welcome to Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave. How's everything going, Randy? Everything is going amazing. This is beautiful. Um, so we're on this wonderful, this is episode number 63. Oh, I love, I'm a math person, so yeah. I like numbers like a six and a three, where the three is a multiple of the six. Let's That's right. It, yeah. Perfect. And, and it's a great <laughs> divider into so, six. So it gives two. Right. Two and the two having, of us. Yes. Very yes. nice. Yeah. So I will have a few questions for you. I'll answer pretty much anything you ask me. <laughs> oh, oh, be careful. Almost. That's why I said um, pretty much. <laughs> be careful. So uh, let's just double check one more time. Okay, good. So um, why are you pursuing the Tucson mayor's position? Um, well... I think that Tucson has limitless potential. I've been here 20 years and I see the people, the culture, the beauty, and I get really frustrated that we tend to settle for the status quo and kind of circle circle the drain often. Mm. I'm all about moving forward, pushing forward, honoring the past, but really seeing the opportunity, um, especially economically for us. I mean, for so long, we've had a depressed economy. We, we default to saying that we're a low-wage town for decades, and that's why we can't have good quality of life. And I think it's ridiculous that decade after decade, we say that and don't do enough to change that. So when I looked at the race and the opportunity when Mayor Rothschild decided to not run again, I really felt that my experience, I've been a businesswoman for 30 years. I've been involved in downtown revitalization. I've helped lead the way in downtown revitalization for 20 years. I am always about moving Tucson forward, respecting the past, but moving Tucson forward. And I thought my experience really matched what we're going to need to do in the next few years. That's beautiful. So looking at Tucson as the fifth poorest city in the United right. States, you know, how will your experiences as an entrepreneur help to, you know, transform this economy? Because, you know, D Detroit is number one, Tucson is number five. Right. Um, how do we fix that, move it forward? Um, it's a great question because, so I do have experience as an entrepreneur since I've been here. But my past experience is really about working with and in large companies. So I grew up in New York. Nice. Yeah. And um, I went to college in Philadelphia. And then I moved into New York City and worked first in advertising and then in global branding. And I worked for Interbrand, which was the largest branding firm in the world. And they asked me to run our Procter & Gamble business. And I was able to turn that into our largest global client. And I worked on billion-dollar brands like Crest, Charmin, Old Spice. And Procter & Gamble was a multi-billion-dollar company. So I have the experience of working with those multi-billion-dollar companies and understanding what large companies need to grow. And then since I've been here... My husband's an architect. We do urban infill real estate development. We've had our own small business. I understand the anxiety mm. of, 
uh, payroll, loans, um, being creative about how you're going to make it through a recession um, or through other tough times and the stresses and the, the tools that you need to get through that with a small business. So using that experience, I want to really transform our economic development department in the city into a, a, a fully functioning economic empowerment department and very specifically providing the small and medium-sized businesses that are here the tools they need to grow. Um, and when I've been speaking with them, some of their issues are they don't know how to connect to employees. They're having a hard time attracting employees. Some of them are having a hard time retaining employees. Well, there, there are ways that we could be the hub for that. And um, there are best practices that we could provide those tools to companies. Um, we can also do that for startups. Uh, we can create microloans, small business loans, um, really be the resource for small and medium-sized businesses and startups to grow here because I think that those are the businesses that are going to move Tucson forward. It's always good to attract new businesses, but we need to focus on the expertise and the entrepreneurial nature of the businesses that are here. Yeah, organic growth is, is really important. Yes. Right? And you I, could yes, and I don't think we focus on it enough. And what I hear is um, we still make it too hard to do business here. I think this city's been on a push to be more business friendly, but I think that that should be, you know, that that's not enough. Yeah. We have to actually help nurture those businesses so that they can help Tucson grow and grow organically. That makes a lot of sense. So the, the key local mindset since I've moved here and I've discovered is to keep Tucson classic. I think you're using a polite <laughs> word for what most people say instead, right? Well, no, I, I actually, I saw it at a bar mm -hmm. and it was like a bumper sticker, oh, yeah. <laughs> keep Tucson classic. So how do you influence that type, that mindset? so that they become more progressive thinking toward um, a more progressive economy. Well, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. In right. fact, I think that in order for us to grow successfully, uh, we have to remain true to who we are. I think that that's a problem that Phoenix has had, that it has not honored its past. Mm -hmm. And so um, as it's moved forward, it has become, um, you know, it doesn't have a lot of character. I think Tucson's unique place in you know in the country really is that we have this incredible history and culture and we have to use that as our base but not be afraid to move forward so i always like being able to paint the picture for people about what's possible mm -hmm. um, i moved here in 2001 i moved right into downtown tucson my husband and i and two of our friends bought an old ice factory on the edge of downtown when nothing was going on downtown we converted it into the first lofts in all of Arizona. And it is this beautiful 1920s building that at, at, you know, at that point was dilapidated, filled with pigeons. Mm. But we had the vision of what that could be. We were able to demonstrate that to people. We had the vision of what downtown could be and really got involved in a robust way um, about redeveloping downtown. And it was not about tearing down buildings. It was how do you take the beauty of what's downtown, restore what you can and build new upon it. So the ice house lofts is a great example of that. The brick, 
the concrete, the steel, the wood. It was all like these beautiful textures. We restored that. And then everything that was new, we made really new and modern. And now it's relevant for new generations of people. And I think it's a great metaphor for Tucson to honor the past, but build on it so that we can really move forward. And that's what, in my opinion, that's what's really needed here. Okay, that's great. So as a candidate for mayor, what differentiates you from the others? I'm actually super different from (laughs) the others uh, because the other two candidates are both career politicians. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not a politician. I have been involved in politics Um, but never really planned on running. I had in the back of my mind for quite a while that I wanted to be mayor of Tucson. It's the only position I've really wanted um, because I think it's the best way to have positive impact that directly affects the people of Tucson. Um, But I have been a businesswoman for 30 years I've been in real estate and downtown redevelopment and the arts for 20 years. Though, If we think about what is needed to grow Tucson, those are the skills needed. How do we grow the economy? How do we understand what zoning and building code, how that impacts our sustainability, how we can grow smartly, um, transportation. I mean, I have been in the forefront of all of those things professionally for such a long time, which is very different than being a politician as your career. That's true. And so I, I wanted to pivot to a question about what's going on here downtown. Yes. Um, so Connect Co-working, which is the space we're in currently. Yes. It's closing its doors. I was so disappointed to yeah, hear so that. Yes, so am I. And the effect, you have maybe 50 or more people, different entrepreneurs and businesses who are essentially contributing to the, the downtown economy. So as mayor, when you, when you, if you become the next mayor, how do you help to support these type of um, situations where you have two parties who can't connect and, and see, in my opinion, see the bigger picture? Because when I moved here a year ago, it was really important to have a place to connect right. as, a, as an entrepreneur and connect co-working was it for me. So I'm just, it's kind of personal, so I'm asking you. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's a lot more than just the economic impact of the people who work here. The whole, you know, the reason why downtowns are important is because people can connect. Yeah. The random interactions where you're sharing ideas, where you're around people who are different than you are. That doesn't happen when you're in your car or in an isolated office. So it's really about those interactions, shared ideas, um, which is as important or even more important than just the economic impact. So for me, that's why I was so disappointed that this space is closing because it's such an important hub for the very small businesses who need a sense of community and need to be stimulated by other people's ideas. And that doesn't happen when you're either in your car or in a solitary office. Or at your home. Or at your home, exactly. And um, as mayor, mm-hmm. there, there are several things that we can do. So in other cities, and, and it's starting to evolve here, there are specific innovation districts that marry universities, businesses, and entrepreneurs and create districts where um, those entities can interact. 
The city has buildings that could be transformed into entrepreneurial spaces. The university is um, creating Arizona Forge yeah. uh, downtown for startup um, companies to incubate them. Um, we can partner with them. But I think you'll notice in downtown, I mean, there there are a lot of, there's still a lot of empty spaces. Yep, for and sure. the city has access to buildings that they own. And I think that we could take a more proactive role in um, incubating small businesses and the startup community. Mayor Rothschild has really made this a priority as he's exiting. Nice. Um, so he, um, his plans for after he leaves office are all about an Arizona innovation district in Tucson. And I would want to be um, part of that and help him move that forward. Oh, likewise. Um, so we're really talking about a public-private relationship or agreement with the mayor. And yes, yes I, I'm just saying that, projecting that you may be the future mayor. And, and also um, with the local businesses, this public-private relationship that, that's really critical in any city for it to work properly, right? It is all about collaboration. Yeah. And um, one of the other points of difference that I have versus the other candidates is I have a history of being able to set a vision for people, but then collaborating and bringing people together with the different connections that I have through all parts of my life, working to create a plan and then making it happen. The best things that happen are all about collaborating and working together. And it's not about what I can do. It's yeah. really about what we can do. And that's how I like to operate. So another question to follow up on that is that yes. if you are elected as when the mayor. I'm elected, yeah, if, when I'm elected. When I'm elected, not Okay. Okay. When you're <laughs> elected, I like it. <laughs> I'm all about agility, yeah. which is really simply being able to inspect and adapt and respond to threats and opportunities. Yes. So let's talk about if you wanted to make Tucson an agile city yeah. where it could respond, re actually respond to opportunities and threats and even create some of those opportunities for others, what would be your top three agenda items that you will pursue? Um, so first, I mean, we've already talked in a, a bit about economic development because I think that if we can't grow our economy, we can't have the quality of life that we want. So I have a, a specific plan for that. The second is all about smart growth and turning us into a 21st century city. And smart growth entails um, planning for the growth that's going to happen here, using technology in smart ways, making sure that public transportation um, is in place and that people choose to use it um, and other components, walkability, bikeability, but that is all about smart growth planning and that's what I've been about since I, since I moved here 20 years ago. Um, the third one would be sustainability. We live in a climate um, that is harsh and getting harsher and humans impact that. Um, you know, very specifically, our built environment has some of the greatest impact on climate change. The yes. buildings that we build, mm -hmm. where we build them, how we build them, impact sustainability. Um, the things that we can do as individuals are certainly important, but our built environment is paramount. Yeah, I have specific experience in that. So the development that my husband and I do, it is urban infill, 
always sustainable. We incorporated rainwater harvesting into um, small lot single family homes that we've done since the very beginning. We converted an auto repair shop into our office and we're net zero between the solar panels. Um, we have rainwater harvesting, we reuse materials. Reusing old buildings is some of the greenest things that you can do. Um, I'm gonna make that easier to do. And also plans for making solar, rainwater harvesting and tree planting more accessible to um, people with lower incomes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, cause we haven't really tapped into that. So what we will. Okay. So. I'm going to ask you the other side of the question that yeah. if you were not elected, you know, how will you continue to shape the economy, the community, especially for having an agenda for Tucson? Right. I mean, I think um, I'm going to continue on the path that I've been on, which has led me here to, to start with. I have invested an incredible amount of time into uh, nonprofits here that I think really move the needle forward. I've been involved in the arts. Um, specifically with the Museum of Contemporary Art for mm -hmm. 13 years. I've been um, chairwoman of the Downtown Tucson Partnership for three years. Um, I'm going to continue to do those things, and I would like to get more involved in the innovation district work that Mayor Rothschild's involved in. That's just wonderful. So, But also, uh, as part of the growth, and I'm just observing downtown, I am new to Tucson. I've only been here for a year. Okay. <laughs> you should have seen it in 2001 when I moved here. Uh, well, actually, I, I lived here in 2009 for one year. Okay. Right, so, um, so I saw it. <laughs> Uh, so, in terms of including diversity, yeah. I noticed that not a whole lot of diversity exists downtown, and even with a lot of the initiatives that are taking place, how do we have diversity and you know diversity, equity, equity and inclusion? Right. We need the, we need equity and and inclusion as, to enable diversity to happen. How do we do that? How would you do that as to when you become mayor, sure. uh, if you notice I've changed yes, my language. See, I like that. It's um, one of the most important questions. And um, so the Downtown Tucson Partnership, our vision for Downtown Tucson is that Downtown Tucson is a downtown for everybody. And um, I think we have to acknowledge that as growth happens, growth is not linear. No. So, you know, we had to invest um, to get over a hump. And we're maybe a third of the way of where downtown needs to be um, versus where it could be. Uh, there's been talk recently that, you know, maybe downtown's enough. It is not sustainable. We don't have enough people living here. We don't have enough different kinds of people, different incomes, races. Really, We don't have enough diversity um, at all in the downtown area. So when I look at um, the downtown area from a housing standpoint, there are about 18... Um, housing developments six of them are low-income and so you know you can decide if that is a good mix or not um, but I think what's missing is we have market rate we have low income um, we're missing kind of the middle uh, more affordable or workforce housing mm -hmm. where a broader group of people could be coming in and creating um, a more vibrant and thriving downtown when we do programming with the Downtown Tucson Partnership, the programming is very diverse and accessible. Um, but in terms of people living downtown, we haven't reached that yet. The retail is primarily restaurant and bar. 
Um, but that's because not enough people are living downtown. We yeah. haven't really turned it into a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week kind of downtown. And that really starts with many more people living downtown. Uh, I don't um, know that everyone realizes that. I've read articles lately where they're like, it's big enough. I'm like, if you have never lived <laughs> in a vibrant downtown yeah. area, and if you haven't experienced it or studied it, you should not be commenting. <laughs> like, when we're done with downtown, we're not done. Yeah. I, I completely get that because I've lived in lots of major cities throughout the country. So. Yes. Um, so, in terms of a call to action, yeah. what do you want people to do after listening to this podcast? What actions do you want them to take? So, I think there's a big picture, which is the whole reason that I'm running and with everything that I've done in Tucson, I want people to understand what's possible here and to be looking forward, certainly with honoring the past, but it is all about being able to elevate the conversation about what is possible here. And that is my major goal. We cannot move, we cannot thrive as a community if we cannot elevate the conversation about what's possible here. So that's the big picture goal. Very specifically, I would love if people would go to my website, yeah. which is randyformayor.com. That's R-A-N-D-I formayor.com. Um, I always need donations. Unfortunately, money in politics, it's real. Um, and everybody says, oh, it's all about the money. I'm like, no, it's about the ideas. You can't get your ideas out yeah. effectively if you don't have the money. So I would always appreciate donations. You can also click to volunteer for us because we, my favorite part is knocking on doors and meeting people individually. And we're going to be doing that through August 27th when the primary is. And we need as many volunteers as possible. So go on randyformayor.com and um, you can click that you're interested in volunteering. Um any type of social me media activities that you want to, you know, call it like Twitter? Is it the same thing, Randy uh, for mayor? So Facebook is Randy Dorman for mayor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think my Twitter is Randy for mayor. Okay. Instagram as well. Awesome. Yeah. And no. if you go on my website, uh, randyformayor.com, you can click. There's links to my social media. Yeah, but I want to give you kudos because you talk about sustainability and you rode your bike here. Yes. I mean, I love bike. It's funny. My husband bikes for exercise. I bike for transportation. I love um, if I have meetings downtown, we live, you know, a mile away. And nice. instead of taking my car, I always bike. Yeah, maybe I need to move downtown so I could bike more. It's the best. We live at the Ice House Lofts, actually. Oh. And uh, we developed it. We thought that we'd be there for a couple of years and discovered that it was just our favorite place in all of Tucson, and we're never going to leave. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, you know, for, for, for having me today. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's good to, you know, exchange ideas and share. Yes, um, and thanks for being so interested in my campaign. I know you were at my kickoff and yep. you followed me. I really appreciate that. Well, hang out with you at your birthday party. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, this is Dr. Dave Cornelius again. Thank you for listening. We hope you were able to add to your awesomeness journey with this learning experience to obtain new knowledge. We are grateful to those who support us. We would like to thank our sponsor, 
and I'll share for the continued support for this podcast. Visit www.nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness through agile coaching and training, digital transformation strategy, agile organization development, lean business startup, and diversity, equity, and inclusion coaching. Nalshare.org also provides online workshops for PDUs and SEUs to help you maintain your existing professional development certification and achieve new ones. We support lean thinking and agile life skills education through the Five Saturdays Agile Education Program. Visit www.the5saturdays.org to donate your time, money, and knowledge. That's www.5saturdays.org. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Prayers to My Abba Father God, on Amazon.com, a focus on prayer to enable spiritual growth. You will also find his books, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking?, and Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way, on Amazon.com. Look for the Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. The Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast is streamed on grokshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Nalshare. Copyright 2019 Nalshare. Until next time, Find your awesomeness.